Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello, welcome back to the Claret and Blue podcast. My name is Dan Rowenson. I'm joined, as ever, by Ashley Priest. Ashley, how are you, pal? Yeah, all good. Friendly cancelled. A bit disruptive, isn't it? Uh, pretty soon so far, but uh, can't be helped. So. Yeah, COVID reasons with Forest, wasn't it? I think. Yeah, exactly. So the lads will have a run out today between themselves, but Bristol Saturday and Sevilla the following week, and we're all good to go. So, mm. so yeah. Yeah, I was just getting ready to tune into Villa TV this afternoon at one o'clock to watch Villa play. I was, I was actually quite excited to watch them. I know it's behind the closed door, behind closed yeah, yeah. doors at Bodymore, but still want to see the players play football when we've not seen them for, for so long. Yeah. So yeah, quite disappointing to see that one cancelled, but we understand why with the safety reasons. So yeah. before we get into that little topic, um, new background as well, by the way, for the podcast, new season, new background, like you said, just before we started, inspired by the new kit. So I'm glad you don't think it just looks like an absolute yeah. and blue mess. Um, if you are watching along live on Facebook at the moment, you can ask us questions and we'll uh, we'll go through those as we go. We did a little like, kind of quick fire session the last time we were on, so Ash, we'll do, pick a number between 15 and 20 for me. 18. 18, right, we'll do an 18-minute Q&A. I'll set a time on my phone after we started talking about Forest. Uh, so first of all, just like the ramifications of the Forest uh, cancellation, then we'll fill it, start another friendly, what's happening back for them today, they're all geared up, ready to play. So just kind of explain that situation and why that game's been cancelled for, for those that missed it. Yeah, I think the players were informed this morning around about 9, 9am. Um, and a bit to and fro. And Forest, Forest were going to play uh, an under-18 team at one stage and Villa weren't up for that, would have been competitive enough. So it got cancelled. The announcement was at 11am, two hours before kickoff. And um, those who purchased the game on Villa TV will get a refund. And, and yeah, Forest got a couple of COVID cases in their camp. So a bit of a precaution more than anything. And I think the, the Villa, the first team squad, love, love a game between themselves, love an in house friendly on the uh, the academy pitch. Uh, it's probably happening now, to be fair. So yeah. I get some minutes in the legs there. And yeah, um, yeah, they need, well, they need it, don't they? To be fair, in terms of booking in another friendly, there's a window next week in midweek before the severe one that they could get some, some something sorted then, but um, nothing confirmed otherwise. So yeah, Bristol and Sevilla are the final two as it stands, and I think they'll be in house friendly ongoing now. Right, we'll start time. I've got 18 minutes, the number that you suggested. Uh, so we'll try and do our best to fill this time. We need your questions to come and through and fill 18 minutes worth of chat. Um, We'll start with the one here from Steve Ann, because he said, Mr. Start, lads. No worries, Steve. We only just started. not this much. He says, is the Bristol game still on Saturday? So he's got tickets. No no rumours of that being cancelled. Yeah, it was Forest Ends that have cancelled yeah. through COVID. I'm down to Bristol Saturday. Yeah, just remember it's a one o'clock kickoff and not a three o'clock one. Weird, yeah. isn't it, that? Why yeah, is it mind. one o'clock? Uh, I don't know, really. Just trying <laughs> to get getting used to the lunchtime kickoffs, I guess. But I don't know, really. I mean, today's was meant to be one o'clock, so they wanted to match it up recovery-wise. The mm. one o'clock on Saturday, so I mean, suits me. I'm back home earlier. I watch boxing on the night then, and I'm back earlier. So, so yeah, on to Bristol Saturday. Looking forward to that one. It's got to be uh, some big improvements compared to last Saturday in Stoke. That, that was pretty poor. Yeah, 
um, just back to today's little in-house friendly that they were playing, two sides of, of Villa players against each other. What will that game be like? Will they kind of set up as if it was a proper game against an opposition? Will they kind of put both kits on and go through it as if it was a real game with the team talk and tactics and stuff? Will it be like very casual, uh, 11 yeah. v 11, go for it? Yeah, I think it be quite casual, to be fair. Um, so if it was against well. Forest, it'd be friendly, but it wouldn't be casual. You'd just have a bit of a, a yeah. thing against another team. It's not quite the same, is it, playing teammates? Well, it's probably a bit more competitive amongst the Villas like today. I mean, Gilbert want to prove a point against Cash. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like that. So, so, yeah, I mean, the youth lads, I think I think Louis Barry's involved today, perhaps. He want to prove his points. So there'll be, be loads to go at. Wesley, he needs to, he needs to prove himself again after Saturday. Well, he, won't, he won't be getting sent off today. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Hansen in one corner and Wesley in the other. Are, are yeah. you back in there? Nah. <laughs> I'd back Wesley to be fair he's a scary same, guy same, same. Um, uh, a few more questions coming through there's actually yeah. loads coming through so do keep them coming yeah, we've got yeah. 150 live viewers on Facebook and still about 15 minutes ago uh, there's a lot of greedy stuff but we'll get to that in a minute uh, I'm trying to keep it friendly related for the moment uh, Tim Fisher says are we in for any centre-backs now Revan has gone on loan surely we don't want to be left short at the back and this is a talking point I think we had maybe a week or so ago, saying, well, if we get injured with Cash and Mings and, and Hawes gets injured, we can rely on one of the youth centre-backs to step up. Now one of those youth centre-backs gone out on loan, it does look like we're going to have to sign a striker, doesn't it? A striker? Uh, a centre-back. <laughs> no, it's live, it's live. Go for it, Ash. <laughs> um, yeah, he's gone, on, he's gone to Grimsby Town in the National League. That, that'll be five weeks to go up there, Seb. He's done well. He's filled in against Borsal and Stoke, so fans have seen him then. But he's more of a left-back, like you say. Yeah, raise this on Saturday. I think Villa are short at centre half. I think they're an injury or two away from a bit of a disaster there, aren't they? So mm. it's something that needs to be addressed for me, but whether they do that, I don't know. There is a said brother, Dominic, he's at the club still. He's coming back from a knee injury, though. So, yeah, I mean, Bjorn Engels, that happened quite quickly. I've said this before, his sale, he went quite quickly. That wasn't it wasn't planned. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think Villa are short there. To go in the season with Tyrone, Edry, and, and Courtney Horse. He's solid enough, but I think they need one more. They're going to fight on four, uh, three fronts this season. Yeah, they, they need one more just to be just to be sure. So, I think that that could a deal there could, could go on later in the window. People are obviously aware of Axel Two and Zaybe's availability, so discussions might may be there. Yeah, Daniel, yeah, mentioned that Two and Zaybe. That fits fits the bill for me. But it's whether he wants to come in and play second fiddle behind Ezri Cancer. That's the big question there. So, yeah, I don't think they are pressed on that. As it stands, but I think I expect them to sign a new centre back in the, in the upcoming weeks before the before deadline day. Yeah, um, my slip of the tongue there said we need to sign a striker. I feel like we probably still do need to sign a striker. Kenyon Davis has been mooted with with a loan out this season. That seems like that will happen. Uh, talk of Stoke City, which you know, yeah. it could, could be the one. And Wesley gets sent off in a pre-season friendly against Stoke City. And you think, mm, I don't know, is he good enough to be? Is he reliable enough to be back up? And there's uh, fans in our comment section saying, "Oh, his attitude's not right. Get rid of him, etc." I don't know if I go that far extreme, just off the, a red card in a friendly. But as a footballer, I, I feel like we lack the same depth up front that we do at centre back. So, slip of the tongue, but a valid point that we we probably need a, a striker as well. Yes, but if Watkins gets injured, then you see, question marks coming out. Then don't they? Who's going to fill in? Who, who can score the goals and who can be that that relentless pressing machine up front and? Is Wesley the answer? Well, that's what no one, nobody knows, are they? Nobody yeah, knows. it's unknown, isn't it? I am intrigued by Wesley, but Same yeah. time. I, wanted to, I wanted to see him at Stoke. I wanted to see him have a half an hour at Stoke, and we haven't seen we haven't seen him for that 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 long, Dan. And he's been to Helen back with his injury, so I think Villa were fair to him to give him a real good crack this season to push Watkins. And before his injury as well, he's starting to starting to show signs of a decent striker. He scored his mm. goal at Burnley. Yeah, he knows he's out for eighteen months, so I've been dying to see more of him. 
Um, I'd love to see him start on Saturday. I really would. I mean, is he going to get that start? I don't know. Everyone knows what Watkins is about. He's fit as a fiddle. You know what you're getting with Watkins, didn't you? But I want to see what Wesley's about. So I'd like to see him start on Saturday. He deserves a crack. But in terms of depth, I think Keenan Davis does need to go out and loan. I, I think he really does. Stoke boss Michael O'Neill said he was in for him at the weekend. So I, I expect that to happen. Elsewhere, yeah, striker. It all depends on Wesley. Dean Smith said this before last season ended. He said he'll assess Wesley before making any moves on a striker. So I think he's still checking in on that. Tammy, Tammy Abraham, what's happening with him? We don't know. But but yeah, as it stands, Villa are okay with their striking department. They want to give Wesley a crack. And I think later on in the window, we'll see what happens there. But yeah, we'll see what, Wesley, see what Wesley's got in the coming weeks. It's so tough for them to assess Wesley, isn't it? Because he comes yeah. on against Stoke and gets himself sent off. Exactly. Nottingham Forest today gets cancelled. You've then got uh, Bristol on Saturday and Sevilla for That's the it. last friendly, which you'd assume you play your strongest side, which I think there's a comment about along those lines, which we'll come to shortly. Yeah. So there's no, not really any opportunity for Wesley to prove himself. So how can he be? be how can he prove himself to be a backup striker mm. or, or better than that? Like, well, you know, who's not to say that he's good enough to come in and make a, a, a role alongside Watkins out of nowhere? If he can't even prove himself in pre-season, it's all well and good saying, oh, well, we'll assess him. But if there's no opportunities to do so, then the window's closed. You're kind of stuck with this player and you've got no backup as well. It's one of them, though. If you're bringing a striker in, I mean, he's, he's going to play second as Watkins, isn't he? That's a given, yeah. isn't it? So yeah. I think Wesley is happy to do that now. He's, he's slowly working himself back. He'll want, he want the odd minutes. I think he'll play in the Carabao Cup maybe. He'll start there and, and go from there and hopefully get, get some minutes in and make an impact from off the bench. So, I mean, Villa going out to buy a striker... Who's going to come in? Because Watkins is the main man, isn't he? That, I, suppose the, so, I suppose the perk is as well that he's very different in style of play to, to Watkins, so he offers you something totally different. Yep. Yeah. We'll see how it plays out, don't Oh, we've got you back now. We've lost you there for a second. Yeah, okay. I, was, I was saying that Wesley, he's, he offers something totally different to what Watkins brings you. Yeah, Wesley drops deep, doesn't he? And he's a big old presence, so he locks a... Uh, put himself about, but he put himself back too much uh, on Saturday in Stoke. But but yeah, different option, and he'll look for minutes and making an impact from off the bench to begin yeah. with. Uh, just over ten minutes to go on our quick fire Q and A. There's over two hundred people watching now, so keep those comments coming. There's loads nice to get one. through. Uh, Kevin Pryor says, "Will Martinez, Mings, and Jack be back for Bristol City?" You know, the big one there that everyone's looking at is Jack. Uh, what about the other two? Because they've got to play pre-season at some point. Well, they have, yeah. Um, Martinez, not so much. He had a big Copper America camp, didn't he? He played loads of games down there. Um, I think it will be, it'll be fine for a rest. I think he'll be back for Sevilla the following week. Um, yeah, Tora Mings and, and, and Jack, I, I, I can't see them being, being ready for Bristol, perhaps. I think they are due back August 2nd, so that's next week, as per Premier League guidelines. They allow three weeks off for players after international tournaments. So it's up to the players' discretion for them to come back. Right, OK. So, um, if they want to come back early, then they can do, but I haven't been told otherwise yet. So I can't see them being back for, for Saturday. It could be wrong, but um, they are due back next week. So it's whether they want to come back earlier than scheduled. So, But all three of them, I expect them to play against Sevilla next week. That's the second question from Joanne Spear. She says, do you think the main players will be playing against Sevilla? So a first team, essentially. It's your last pre-season game and it does feel like it's all a, a little bit rushed to, to get these Euros players and Copa America players in. Doug Suiz is with the Olympics, isn't he? I think, and yeah. half of your first team of last season that will be starting is is still missing in the final game of pre-season, and I know that's just the way it's gone. But that does does concern me a little bit heading into 
it's not a make or break season, but Villa have got big aspirations this season. It feels like the preparation is slightly off if kind of three or four of your first team haven't even played a pre-season game. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's off for a number of clubs in the Premier League. I mean, a number of clubs who've been, players have been at Euros and Copa America that, that they haven't returned back yet. So it's no different at Villa. But yeah, I think Villa's strongest 11 will play it, will start against Sevilla. And then uh, it's on to uh, Watford, then straight away the following week. So yeah, it's all coming uh, thick and fast now, Dan. And we'll get a good idea of Villa's squad uh, against Sevilla uh, next Saturday at Villa Park and when everyone's, mm. everyone's back down there. So, so yeah. There's a few people asking about James Ward-Prowse. James says that he's got a friend down in Southampton who says that the club have made a move. You always love this kind of story, don't you, in a transfer window, that someone knows someone who knows someone at the club who says that something's happening and it's not true. Um, do we know anything on, on Ward-Prowse? I know that he was missing in a friendly the other day, but he was injured, so yeah. that's as far as that went. Yeah, nothing nothing apart from the early reports where, where Villa inquired about, about about his availability and Southampton told Villa to get lost, basically. He's not for sale, so... So that's the, that's that one. I've heard nothing since, to be honest, Dan. So I can't see any movements happening there. Uh, there's loads of comments. We've got just Bailey, <laughs> Bailey update, Bailey coming in? Question mark. Uh, what's the latest with Bailey? Tell us all, mate. Well, he's uh, he stepped out to come out in the press over in Bild in Germany. Really credible, credible newspaper over there. He said, "Yeah, we are in talks with Villa, Leverkusen, uh, 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 an evaluation of thirty million pound, thirty-four million euros. Villa are yet to meet that." They've um, a €5 million euro off, off the valuation, so talks are continuing. Obviously, uh, he, he stepped out of his Bailey's advisor as well. So it's clear to see there's a real interest there. The only thing is now, I think Wolves and Leicester are credited with an interest as well. So bit of a bit of a tug of war, as it were. But Villa are in pole position to sign him, should they meet that valuation? Simple as that. So, yeah, I think he's number one target now for Villa. That's a given. And, um, yeah, just needs to... Need to make need to meet, meet Leverkusen's valuation. Uh, what did he say? His quote was, um, it's, "It's all about the money now." So it's up to Villa whether Villa stump up with it. And should they do that, I think Bailey will be Villa player. But until then, nothing's going to happen. Uh, there's a few questions about the youth players. We've got Daniel Wall says, "What about Barry and Brad Young?" And a further comment from Craig says, "Would obviously Brad Young get a chance?" Um, these are the backup options, aren't they, in, in the youth academy that can step up and, and give us some more depth up front with uh, Watkins, Wesley, and then one of the youngsters if Davis goes. Yeah, is that what's likely to happen? That Davis is the more experienced will go out and get a full season, while someone like Brad Young and, and Louis Barry stick around and, and they become next season's Keenan Davis, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, both both of them are eighteen. They're very very slight. I can't imagine them leading the line on their own. Um, to be honest with you, I think Barry, no, true. Barry's had really good success off the left, where Greg Grealish kind of plays. Um, but uh, yeah, interesting to see Louis Barry in the in the Forest uh, preparation video on Villa TV because uh, obviously he wasn't in the Stoke squad, was he? Uh, but he was back amongst the first team group for training the other day, and obviously Brad Young as well and Barry. They both they both played in a. Going closed door friendly against uh, against Hensford at Bollymore. I think Villa won eight one that one. That was under twenty three side the other day. So we got some match minutes in their legs. And yeah, two very good, very good um, prospects who who want to be knocking on the first team door. I think I think a low move suits them both. If if they want to head out, I think I think first team football playing men's football is so important now. I think both of them are perhaps above the under twenty three level football. They need to go out mm. in the stripes and. And play against the uh, proper proper defenses, you know what I mean, and not, not youth team ones. So, yeah, really a lot, a lot, but like them both. I mean, Brad Jones got a bit of Jamie Vardy about him. Really logged him last season. He actually outscored Louis Barry. He scored twenty one compared to Barry's twenty last season. And um, and yeah, 
But you're Barry, a frightening talent for me. I've watched him at close quarters, very direct, runs, runs at your defender relentlessly. And I was a bit surprised to put the Stoke. I mean, Aaron Ramsey, I think Villa think, think, Villa think highly of Aaron Ramsey, Jacob's younger brother. He's more of a number 10, but he played out on the left against Stoke. And I think that was calling out for perhaps Barry. He's, he's, he's really done well on the left-hand side in Villa teams gone by last season. So, but yeah, I feel I've got an academy brimming with talent. And um, I like to see him brought through. Carabao Cup's early rounds. I like to see a few of them play there as well. But I think low move suits them. I think Watkins is going to have the, the load in terms of striking minutes this season. So I think... Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens with, with the young lads. And but yeah, I envisage Keenan Davies going out alone. I think he needs to play week in, week out. I've said this countless times. I think he needs to develop even more now. These are minutes end of games and doing nothing for him. So I expect him to go out on loan. I think Stoker, the favourites to sign him. So that's a deal that can be done. And Louis Barry and Brad Young, we'll see what happens with them. It's really interesting to, to watch them over the next few weeks. Uh, follow up to that then from Chris. He says, why don't we send Wesley out on loan so he can get properly fit? Why is all the t- talk about Davis going out? Yeah, that's true. I mean, Wesley needs to be around. I mean, Wesley could go out and loan. That's easy, boy. But I think he wants to. I think Villa want to keep him around the camp. He's had a horrendous year, hasn't he? And Villa want to keep him involved. If he, if he gets sent out and loan, I mean, he's and Wesley probably questioning himself there, thinking, "Is my Villa career done here? Because I got injured. They don't want me around the place." So, I think Kenny Davis going out and loan makes more sense than Wesley. Um, yeah, I think. I think. Between the two of them, I think Wesley could probably press a bit more than Keenan does. Keenan is more of a back-to-goal merchant than Wesley, uh, whereas Wesley can run in behind. But Watkins is the main man. And like you say, there's not, not too many options there. He's now need to come in. Um, I haven't got a Tammy to come in or anyone like that to really push Watkins at present. So, so yeah, Watkins is down for a, a big season, let's hope so. Yeah, I suppose Wesley gives you something different, like we've said, and he's that he's closer to becoming a first team player more so than Davis is, I guess. And as much as some people not, might not agree, there was glimpses of him being a decent footballer at, at times. Wesley before he got injured, cost us twenty two million. Exactly, like, that's that something that the, something that the club saw in him that, that made him cost twenty two million. So this is not like some throwaway bum footballer from non league that we're all just going to go. Oh, he's clearly not good enough. Our scouts and our recruiting department that we all speak of so highly saw something in Wesley that was worth breaking a club record fee for, fee for I think it was at the time, yep. uh, just before Mings. So I don't think they just throw that all away and say, oh, well, you got injured, so go out on loan now. But fitness is is key and he's got to build it yep. up somehow. Um, and if getting 10 minutes off the bench here and there and the Premier League does that, then I suppose that, that works with Villa and works with Wesley and works for Watkins as well. So... Yeah, it makes sense that you send Davis out, out of the three, but it's either or for me, isn't it, really? Exactly. They both offer different things. It's a decision that needs to be made by, um, by Smith and Johan Langer, for sure. Yeah. There's an interesting comment here from Bradley Birch. He says, I reckon we should go for St. Maximum from, from Newcastle. Anyone else agree? The only worry would be his injury record. How much do you think it would be to pry him away from Newcastle? He's the he's the star man, isn't he? He's their star man. Yeah, Newcastle are willing to sell. sell. Um, it's not costing an extortion amount. I think... I think Another Premier League winger who's on Villa's radar, Dwight McNeil, who we know about. So mm. Villa really are interested in him. So same situation, he's Burnley star man. He's only 21, McNeil as well, but he's got so many Premier League appearances now, he's a real pedigree. So keep tabs on that one, I guess. And I think these with rates him highly. It's just, I think, Burnley unwilling to sell. So, yeah, the market's a bit dead at the moment, Dan. Like I've said, I think it starts hotting up in August when when squads start, start I mean, teams start getting the squads together and, 
And um, that's when that's when players become available. So it's all quiet at the moment in, in terms of transfers and just this Leon Bailey deal that, that, that needs to get done, I guess. Speaking of Leon Bailey, Sal says he's Anwar El Ghazi on his way if Bailey comes in. There was talk of Roma, wasn't there, and Mourinho interest at, at some point. I don't know whether there's much truth in that, but I seem to remember seeing a figure of 15 million or 50 million euros, I think it was. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I'd do with El Ghazi, you know. I feel like him and Troy are, are adequate. Well, there's a point in the Premier League where they're both starting for us, so I think they're definitely adequate backup in the Premier League, and you've improved on them with signing Bailey, and obviously Brendier can play out wide as well. So I think if you're building a squad, which is what Villa are trying to do, then you keep them around unless the, unless a club comes in with serious interest and it's a improved deal that Villa can't turn down. Yeah, it's, it's a squad game, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Villa, it's going to be a busy old season, long old season. And when our guys are coming to the team last season, he scored 10 Premier League goals. So let's not forget that. But the, the only point there is, is he entered the last two years of his deal. I think his deal mm. runs out in 2023. Uh, there's no deal on the table for him to, to, um, to extend his stay. So... It does point towards an uncertain future, I guess. But listen, <laughs> Dean Smith rates him so highly, as does his peers at Villa. So it'll be up to him to prove a big point again this season. I think Amway has to do that every season, going into a new season. So, um, is he alarm? Time's up, but we'll, we'll tell you what, Ash, we're going into overtime, mate. Oh, <laughs> I, hope, I hope you're all right time. with that. Uh, yeah, we're going into overtime, extra time, not another half an hour, though, because there's loads of questions and big talking points we've not got to. Yeah. Um, so, Kevin Pryor, we'll try and rattle through them a bit quicker. But Kevin Pryor says, what about Will Hughes from Watford? Is there any truth in that? I just remember Ben Foster on his uh, GoPro saying, don't go to Villa, Will. So, there's some kind of interest there. Um, he might just be reacting to paper talk, though. I'm yeah, not sure but, about Will Hughes. It feels yeah. like if this was 2017, I'll be all over it, but I feel like we're past that at this point. No disrespect to Will Hughes, who's a better footballer than I'll ever be. Yeah. Yeah, same. I mean, I've heard nothing concrete regarding that. I think I think Craig Shakespeare knows him well from his little stint at Watford. So, but yeah, I've heard nothing of, of that. I don't think they'll need a player of that ilk, to be fair. I think left-footed player, um, playmaker kind of player. I mean, McGinn, he's, he's like that, I guess. And I can't see Villa going there, to be honest, Dan. I really can't. No, it's I don't know. It'd be it'd be coming in as backup, wouldn't it, for me? And I don't know if, what what his, what his cost would be, but it doesn't seem like money well spent to me. But if it happens, you get behind him, and that's how transfers work. Uh, there's a few questions asking about Morgan Sanson. Um, James says if he's fit, does he save us money in midfield? Is he the like the backup addition that we're kind of forgetting about? Well, I guess we don't know, do we? We haven't seen too much of him, Dan. Um, he's still out with the knee injury, as far as I'm concerned, and his preseason's been a bit well non-existent, hasn't it? So he will take time to come back to. Back to shit, get back to shape. So, forty million pound buying back in January. Started the first few, struggled with the pace of it. I think he told Dean Smith training was pretty hard for him. Mm. So, yeah, real, real big season. Really intrigued to see how he gets on once he's fit. Uh, but he can say he can save us a fortune in midfield. He's a, a player who's got plenty of Champions League appearances. Holy Forter, French under twenty one international. Uh, can do both roles, number six, number eight, and number ten. So, yeah, really intrigued to see how he gets on, but. This preseason hasn't helped. I mean, he picked up his knee injury against Fulham in, in the April. So that's a bit of a concern. But but yeah, we'll see, see where he's at once he's fit. I mean, I haven't, I haven't had a chance to to ask uh, Villa about any injuries yet. Villa aren't doing any press. So so we'll see with that one. Um, but yeah, a bit of a disruptive preseason for the Frenchman, but hoping he can come back and, and prove a point. A few questions about um, Alvarez from, uh, from Argentina. This is quite an interesting one, isn't it? Because a lot of the reports coming out from the Argentina side was that this was that Villa were win for him and it all sounded pretty concrete from their end. And then there's the talk of Leon Bailey comes up who plays in the same position. Yeah. And you wonder whether 
Alvarez was a target at one point and then Bailey comes up as being available and we put all our eggs in that basket as being the better option of the two or the reports in Argentina were never were never true in the first place and we weren't ever in for Alvarez this is the transfer window is so you know so um things change so quickly and it's always so many different variables to it that it could be true that we were interested and moved on or the interest was never there in the first place but it doesn't yeah. seem to be that it's going to happen now because that position can only be filled by one player Bailey seems to be the number one target and then you've got Traore plays the right side Wendia plays the right side there's mm. no room for Alvarez then is there no, it's hard to get information from Argentina. I mean, we'll never know the true ins and out of the, of the Alvarez interest, then, even if there is one. But, um, yeah, I mean, reports came from Argentina about, about Villa's interest, about, about buyout clauses and, and, and talks over in the UK with the agency. But we'll never know, Dan. Um, I think it's all shifted to, towards Leon Bailey now. That's been quite quite strong. Um, he stepped up to come out and confirm that as well this week. So, I think Villa are pressing ahead with that one. I think they want, they want, want to get that one done. I think it fits the profile Villa are looking for. Mm. Mentioned this player banging form last season as well. Only 23. Yeah, it fits the bill. So we'll see if that, that deal can get done over the line. Yeah, it just seems like the money thing, doesn't it, at the moment? That yeah. If they want 35 million and we've gone in and offered 28 plus add-ons or something, then just pay the 35, get the player that you want and, and move on. Um, Pete Bainbridge says, will we replace John Terry? I think you did a little bit of Facebook Live yesterday or the day before whenever it broke of, of Terry yeah. leaving the club. Do yeah. we replace him or does, is, tra- is Craig Shakespeare the natural replacement to step up and just be a, a three-man team? Well, yeah, I mean, Villa p- prepared for this well in advance 12 months ago when Shakespeare arrived. The new Terry was on his way at some stage and... And Terry made the decision this week, obviously. Um, yeah, I think Villa will, Villa will look to replace him. I think they're quite light on the training ground at present. Obviously, uh, Terry leaving. Uh, Mark Delaney stepped up in recent days. And I've seen Millie Yedinak on, on there as well. So, yeah, but nothing imminent. I don't, I'm not, not pushed for that. They've got Shakespeare. Who's, I, can't, I can't stress his importance at Villa mm. beyond the scenes since he's arrived. I mean, he, 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 overtook, he overtook Terry in terms of dictating it all kind of thing. So, Terry learned, took a lot from Shakespeare as well. So, yeah, such a good appointment that was Tom months ago, Dan. Craig Shakespeare, when you watch him beyond closed doors in the warm-ups, he's so, so vis- visibly involved with the players and that. So that was a great appointment. So Villa already already replaced Terry, as it were. But I think they'll, they'll get another one in uh, into the coaching department's set-piece coach we mentioned. Someone to work with the defenders because Richard O'Kelly's very short, very forward, forwards-based on, on, that, 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 on that. So, so yeah, Villa not pressed to, to, uh, to uh, replace Terry. Imminently, mate, mate. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah, my opinions changed on Don, John Terry over the years. I've never liked him growing up, uh, just as his character and stuff. But I like the bloke now. <laughs> I would hate <laughs> to say it a few years ago, but I, even the way he's left, I think, is a nice kind of not classy yeah. way to leave. But if man, a manager job will come up for John Terry this season. Someone will come in for him at the top end of the Championship or yeah. bottom end of the Premier League and say, "Look, as a, a job here, Derby County with Lampard and, and stuff like that," and then ruin it. Um, Something will come up at some point, and he knows that. So, to if Villa are riding high in seventh, pushing for the the top six come January, and then he leaves, that kind of throws Villa okay. in under the bus a bit, doesn't it? So, he's expecting to move at some point. So, to kind of wipe his hands of it in, in July and say, right, I'm going to take a break now and leave. Yeah. That's a nice way to go about it. As much as it um, maybe leaves Villa with the decision of getting another coach in with just a couple of weeks to go, I'd rather they have this headache now than in January or February or whenever when we're pushing at the business end of the season. So, fair play to him. I hope he does well wherever he ends up next. Um, where do you think he'll go? Is he is he 
kind of quote unquote good enough to, to go straight in as a as a top six championship club or in the Prem. We've seen Vieira go to Palace and like yeah, I said yeah. Rooney Rooney at Derby. Is that something you see happening, or is he going to go in go in at the lower end? Do you think? I think at more high end. I think um, I think he got championship. I can see that happening. But yeah, I think he's going to scout around Europe. He'll probably visit Jose in Roma and whatnot, yeah. and go go over there. And yeah, he's taking a little break. I mean, them draws from Surrey up to Bodymore got mm. quite taxing. Do you know what I mean? Forget about that. Especially when you're not the main man. And like you say, if he's, he's having managerial doubts or he's having talks, having interest from other clubs, and his mind's not on the Villa, hundred percent. He's done the right thing, hasn't he? So, yeah. good luck to him. But yeah, I can see him getting a top end job. It all depends on the club willing to gamble on a, a rookie, as it were. So, mm. yeah, I think appointing John Terry, you're going to attract players, aren't you? It's a bit of a, a sexy uh, a, a appointment, isn't it, for yeah. clubs? So, he's very, yeah, I, I can see him doing well. And um, there's a lot of kind of debate in our comment section at the moment on, on Facebook Live about Tammy Abraham and saying, look, if we need quality up front, you have to pay the money to get that. You know, if Watkins pulls a hamstring, pulls a hamstring, we're, we're screwed, so to speak. Um, but then I just don't see Villa spending that much money of what Chelsea would ask for Tammy Abraham when we know we only play one up front and he's going to be second fiddle. Yeah, I It's mean, so difficult to spend that money and say, right, well, you might play 10 games this season. Exactly. Well, you've seen this throughout the summer, the whole summer. Villa have been linked with Ward Prowse, um, Bruin De- I've got Bruin Deer in the end, they've got uh, Bailey, um, players like that. And there's been no striker chat, has there? No, no. whatsoever. So that tells you everything about Villa, how Villa want to go, go, go at this season. Not interested in signing a striker, is it yet? Tommy Abraham, that's a name that's always going to be linked, given his time at Villa um, and his availability, because he's not really, it's not rated at Chelsea. It's the bottom line of it. So. So, yeah, if Villa want to act on it, they can do in August, I think, later on, but I don't think it's of interest. I think it's all, all the rest of Watkins. It's a big money move last summer. It's a long-term investment, that is. I think he's going to lead the line. And I think Leon Bailey can play up there. That's what Villa want to get in. Someone who can play play a couple of roles and it can float around it. Bertrand Shawry can play up there if needed. Smith referenced that as well. Mm. And they'll give, give Wesley a crack as well. So... You can't see that happening. Talk about Tammy Abraham. Like you've said, with, with the winger situation, who's going to come in and play second fiddle? Yeah. Not many. So, um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens in the window. It's evolving all the time. You, you've heard Smith talk in the past about like deals that are too good to be turned away. I think he said it about Martinez that just came up and when a goalkeeper comes up with that, that ability, okay. you have to go for it. Yeah. If something like that happens with a striker, that if, I mean, Chelsea aren't suddenly going to go, oh, or 15 million, I'll get Tammy Abraham. But if someone of that level becomes available for that kind of price out of nowhere, yep. uh, you know, a last minute deal happens somewhere at the parent club and they move on, then yeah, maybe Villa do go into a striker towards the back end. They think, well, that's too good of an opportunity to miss that we, we don't sign X player for 18 million. Yep. But if you know that Ollie Watkins is your main man and you've put, you, you put your big books behind him and he's proved it last year, to then go and sign Tammy Abraham for 40 million plus, he's not going to sit on the bench and be happy with that. He's going to be on a massive contract to do so. Ollie Watkins isn't going to be happy with coming in to be displaced out of the team by Tammy Abraham when he's done nothing wrong. So mm. it upsets the squad dynamic. It's a financial decision that just doesn't make sense. If, but like I said, to sit here and say Villa aren't interested in a striker, yeah, that might be true as of today. That doesn't mean Villa won't sign a striker this window if something becomes exactly. too good to turn down. So we'll wait and see what happens. If something happens, it does. But part of me is a little bit concerned to go into a season with just Watkins and Wesley as your main two strikers. Because yeah. even Wesley, as a main striker, is potentially unfit and unproven. So, yep. you rely on Ollie Watkins' hamstrings to hold up for another 38-game season, which exactly. 
touch what it happens, but <laughs> you never know. Um, we'll talk about Grealish then to leave. Um, loads of questions at the start of this. We didn't really answer them because we wanted to move on to other things. Because um, whilst it's a big talking point, there's just a lack of any actual information at the moment. That's the problem with it. There was a little bit of an inkling that he was back from holiday Monday, we all thought. Um, that's now going to be next week and probably not involved at Bristol unless, you know, like you said, he comes back early, which I think McGinn went back early, the knee wasn't due back and then went back from Scotland due to yep, yep. But he's entitled to his holiday, that's absolutely fair. And the stuff from Man City comes out today or the Man City end. Basically, anyone associated with the Man City end thinks he's leaving. Anyone associated with the Villa end thinks, well, it could happen, but Villa will offer him a new contract at some point. So he's due back in next week. Villa will sit down with him and have a chat and say, look, we don't want you to go. Here's twice as much money as you were on, whatever the whatever it is, five-year deal. And if he doesn't want to leave, he'll sign the contract and stay and everyone's happy. If he says, look, it's time for me to go and Man City pay the money, he'll go. That's as much as the information that is out there. There's, there's, uh, the only person who knows what's going on is Jack Grealish. No, none of us know him personally. He's not going to come onto a podcast and say his, say his thoughts. He's not I going got, to stick it out on Twitter got, and say, here he is. I've got Jack on the line again. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what are you thinking? So we're just it's it's just a patient waiting game, isn't it? There'll be news that comes out at some point, kind of to guessing where he is by looking on his Instagram story and going, oh, he's on a plane. Is he off to Manchester? Mm-hmm. He's in a gym. <laughs> is, where is he? I saw someone saying he, uh, um, he's wearing like a Nike, Nike shirt and he's training photo yesterday on an exercise bike. And I was like, oh, he's not wearing cappy gear, so he's not a body more. It's like, <laughs> just relax for a bit. Like, if what will happen will happen, it's we all want him to stay on our end. Of course, we do. It's, it's silly to suggest otherwise. But if, if Man City come in and, and pay what they want and Jack wants to go, that's the big thing. If Jack wants to go, that's his decision. So. We've just got to wait. We've got to be patient, it's haven't we? Hard, and it's got to be patient. It's frustrating. Bit, yeah, there's a Twitter storm every day, and it's a bit of a touchy situation uh, subject at the moment. And yeah, patience. That's all. That's all, that's all you got to do. I don't think Jack knows what, what he wants to do yet either. He hasn't sat down with Villa as he. I don't think City have come on, on strong either. To be fair but, to, to Villa with any bids or anything like that, that's not, not happened. So nobody knows. Dan, that's the bottom line of it. I don't think Jack knows himself. I've got a good feeling he stays. I've said that from day one. Um, based on the project Villa laid out to him last last, last Nothing's summer. changed since last year, has it? So why go? And they've kicked on. They have kicked on. I don't care what you say. Villa have kicked on since last summer. And look, the hot, look a different beast now, kind of thing. Look what they did against the big boys last season. So, yeah, mm. we'll see. Um, I've got a good feeling he stays. But like I said, I don't think Jack knows what he's doing yet either. And so we're going to sit down with him. You say, that. you say that, but the, rom- the romantic in me thinks that if I was Jack, I would know what I want. I want to stay at Villa. Do you know what I mean? Like, as much as we well, don't if, know if for it, sure what he wants to yeah. do, I don't. I wouldn't. As a Villa fan, if I so if I was in Jack Grealish's position, I wouldn't need to see that contract from Villa to know if I wanted to stay or not. The, the figure that they give me, the bonuses or the whatever it is, the contract length, I wouldn't need any of that to say, "All right, I'll stay now." I'd know well, that if I wanted to stay or not. Yeah, but his agency is saying you can be a global superstar. You can you can win the Champions League. You, you can be the. You know, I mean, you can be. The best you can be a world, you can win the Ballon d'Or with Man City. Do you know what I mean? You, yeah. can do, you can do everything you want to do at Man City. You win the Premier League titles, you can win the Player of the Year. Do you know what I mean? They're trying to sell him that, I guess, and he, he can do that. And that's going to make you think, I don't care who you are, you're thinking, do I want to go and win it all or do I want to start at Villa and really I mean, graft there and work my way up again and try, try and push push Villa back into the European places? It's one or the other. But I, I, I'm with you, Dan. I think that, that'll mean more to him. It's just whether whether he sees he takes his villa head off and th- sees it as a career, it's his job. 
Yeah. It's his job. He can be a global superstar. Do you know what I mean? At Man City, and but yeah, but, but at least I suppose the, the counterpoint. The counterpoint to that would be that maybe he will he will never be as appreciated by another fan base as he is with Villa, though, and he'll never have a connection with whatever club he goes on to succeed with. No. He could go and win five Premier League titles with Man City in the next five years, and that'd be a brilliant achievement for him. But he's never going to feel that same love that he's got with with the Villa that, just, that he would with Man City. I just so, can't imagine him playing against us at Villa Park. No, you? no, I just I can't. Obviously, at some point, it, 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 well, it could well, it could well happen that he leaves, whether it's this year or not. I can't picture him in another club shirt. Like even seeing him in, in an England shirt, like I know England is his country, my country, even that I support. But even seeing him in not in claret and blue just looks weird to me. So seeing him, you know, I've seen him mocked up in Man City kits and Tottenham kits and Arsenal kits and all sorts on social media. It just looks horrible. It looks weird. Um, but I, I do take the point that it's a, it's a career and a job and all that, all that kind of thing. But we've seen with Grealish and we've heard stories from him and people around him that. He's just a kid that likes playing football at the end of the day. He's, he's, he's on the playground, isn't he, when he's on the football pitch? It, that's all it is. My argument a few weeks ago was whether you play every minute for Man City. If you're in a bit part of Man City and you pick up a medal at the end of the season but didn't really do much, is that is that any good? And people in the comment section of our podcast said, well, the first point you've got wrong there is that he will play every minute for City. If he goes to Man City, he'll be one of the best players there. No. That's... I, I don't know whether that's true or not. I don't. I don't know where you go straight in. My personal opinion is, yeah, absolutely, he's good enough to go there straight in and play every single minute. But in a Pep Guardiola team that rotates a lot, is that the case that he goes in and, and plays every single minute? I'm not so sure. Yeah, so if, change, he's, yeah. if he's not getting the game time, I think that frustrates someone like Jack Grealish, who, who only cares about playing 90 minutes of football. As much as his agent and family or whoever will be in his ear saying, look, you can be this, you can be that, you can be on posters of this, you can be on the front cover of FIFA or whatever it is that yeah. being a, a global superstar brings you. <clears throat> that's not playing football, is it? That's no. not that's not being a superstar in front of Man City, so in front of Villa, sorry. So I would stay I would stay for Villa. There's a comment here from Rob Henry says, if you were offered a top job at Man City as their top media guy, would you pack up reporting on Villa? No. I would, I would still rather, if I was work. I mean, obviously I'm not working for Villa doing this, but if I was working for Villa and I was offered twice, oh, I, was, I suppose it's different, isn't it? <laughs> As I was say, if I'm offered twice the money, I still turn it down, but twice the money for me isn't the same as twice the money for someone who's already a millionaire. Yeah. Uh, the difference between 100k and 150k, yeah, it's obviously a lot of it. It's a big improvement, but it won't make that much different on Jack Grealish's life as it would for me to be on 25k or yeah. 35k or whatever. Yeah. So maybe I would take it for the money, but I'd still always have that affinity that I'd, I'd rather be at a villa. Um, so I don't know. If I was a footballer, though, it's different being a media guy and a footballer. You know, I'm not loved as a media person. <laughs> you are loved as a footballer by that crowd that you go out and play for. So if I was a villa fan playing football for villa, I would never leave. I, yeah. I wouldn't care about playing for anyone else. The money wouldn't be a problem for me. I'd, I'd play for 5,000. So I say 5,000, like that's nothing. But when these big deals are going around, that's why I wouldn't need to see Villa's contract to go, oh, I'm not so sure about that. Oh, it's only five years. Oh, I can get six for Man City. It's only 140k. I can get 200 for Man City. 140k is plenty. <laughs> I'd absolutely take that. I can stay at Villa and be a, be a living legend here. So I would stay. That's as far as I can take it. You might leave if that's what he wants to do. All power to him. Um, slightly off topic, but not so much because I don't want to get in too into it. If he does leave, how will you view him? Interesting, isn't it? It's, will you care leave. if he wins? Will you be happy for him if he wins a Premier League with Man City? Will you think, oh, yeah, that's our boy doing well? Will you, will you care if he's doing well? Will you still see him as a Villa legend? Is he a Villa legend? 
Interesting, isn't it? Don't, I don't really talk about it to if he does go, but yeah, interesting, isn't it? If, if he doesn't make that decision, um, what it, what it would say to me, what it would say to me, is he doesn't he doesn't believe in Villa's project, then. he doesn't believe in it no more. That's why he wants to move on. He obviously, believed yeah. in it. he believed in it 12 months ago. Villa have kicked on since then, he doesn't believe in it anymore, so he wants to move on, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know to that question. Really, really good question. That Dan, don't know how I'd feel. I, I don't want. Yeah. Hopefully, don't want to know we don't, hopefully, hopefully, we don't need to understand how we how we view Jack Grealish when he goes. Um, to comment here, saying that the, my little rant there—that's only my opinion. Everyone's is different, and that's why we don't know what Jack Grealish is up to. I could say I want to stay. You could say no, I'd leave. Jack Grealish could be doing exactly the same thing in his head. So it's hard to say what what he's thinking. Um, just on my last my last question there, I wouldn't care what he does. After Villa, he's not a Villa player anymore, so he's just another footballer. Yeah, I'd still, sure. I, I'd still see his little highlight reels on Twitter or match of the day and think, oh, what a lovely, classy footballer. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't think, oh yeah, Jack Grealish has won the Champions League for Man City. What a lovely achievement for him because it's Man City have won the Champions League, not Jack Grealish FC. Like, we're yeah. not Jack Grealish FC, and wherever he goes next, it won't be that. So, mm. yeah, local boy goes on to do well, but he's not a Villa player, so. It'd be the I'll be the Amy Brendier fan club if he leave if uh, Jack Grealish leaves. I'm, I'm focused on the players that we've got, not the ones that have left. I don't care what they do after. One hundred percent. Then the show goes on, um, yeah. and yeah, I think we'll yeah we'll look to move on to bigger and better things. Hundred percent. We'll have the rumours every summer then, either. So yeah, and we'll have hundred million plus to spend as well. So it's, it's not it's not all bad. But we'll talk so, about that if he ever goes, which I'm still hoping he won't. And um, I've got a good feeling he stays as well chair stuck and uh we'll talk about it next next week um at some point we do another podcast um i think that's it ash we've we've planned to do 18 minutes we've done 40 so thanks everyone for the questions we've made this a big bumper episode and a big q a with all things aston villa covered thanks ash for your time appreciate it no, thanks everyone for joining yeah really yeah next my days so yeah good yeah. stuff thanks for all your questions guys um well, i was gonna say we'll report on everything coming from nottingham forest but that's been cancelled so uh we'll be here with all the latest bristol city reaction on saturday um yeah stay tuned thank you very much for watching and we'll see you again soon thank you for listening to claret and blue and aston villa podcast if you enjoyed today's episode then please do let us know we love hearing your feedback we'll be back soon with another episode but until then up the villa up the villa